die transformatietafel wordt met trots geborg door Maxflex Cables. You are listening to the Transformation Table. Where we talk about God's business. I say good morning everybody that's uh, listening in this morning, especially the guys on the Zoom group that's joining in. Got up early this morning and a beautiful beautiful morning this morning, a nice spring morning with the freshness in the air. And um and also welcome to the people that's going to listen to the podcast later. We hope you enjoy this discussion that we have between us and among us. Oh, yesterday morning when I was praying for our Zoom meeting for this morning, and I don't know if you guys remember, two weeks ago we had um, we had Johan Lowe with us, um, and we were discussing education, and we st- uh, touched on a point of um, of entrepreneurship or self-employment and the education to take us to take us there, and. Um, you know, discussing discussing community development, and Frick, you actually started it this morning already. You know, working in a team and the everlasting value of 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 what we do, um, <clears throat> or what God does for us. And yesterday morning, when um, when I was praying about it, uh, you know, the Spirit laid a, a word on my heart that I want to just quickly share with you before we we kick off, um, or in kicking off. And and it is such a it's such a you know so much in the beginning you know in Genesis where we read uh, Genesis one twenty six and 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 you all know the story but then God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over earth, all earth and over every creeping thing and that creeps on earth. So man, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish in the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on earth. So in, in that short, what is it, uh, three uh, 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 verses, God mentions twice, have dominion. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a, um, a directive. Then I just want to quickly go to uh, Genesis 3, Verse 17. Sorry, verse um, 18. This is now after uh, Adam and Eve have sinned. And thorns and thistles shall bring forth from you. Sorry, my apologies. Um, 17. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of the plants of the field. And then I just want to finish off. Um, <clears throat> Genesis 3.23 Therefore the Lord, sent, uh, Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground 
from which he was taken. He drove, he drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the, the cherubim and the, and the flaming sword that would turn every, turn every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So, so what I, I think what, what I'm trying to say here is, or what God is trying to say, is that you know, we need to take dominion over what is around us and our lives. Freak, uh, we spoke about it this morning about the the rugby rugby team that took them took dominion. You know, they 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 took charge of their training, they took charge of the the circumstances because they wanted to become. You know, it is a team, but in in the in, in the individual uh, individual, each one of them made a personal decision of taking dominion of their own lives to become. A, a Springbok rugby player. You cannot, somebody else cannot decide that for you. You have to do it by yourself. So, um, because my question is that we had um, two weeks ago with, with Johan, and and, that, and that's what, what I want to discuss this morning. And and Peter sent me a very interesting message last night. Peter, and, uh, as soon as I'm done here, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you could read that that message for us that, that you sent me, if that's possible, please. Um because it's interesting, it's it's interesting that 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 um, what I got yesterday morning and what you got uh, for this morning is so in line with each other without discussing it, you know. But I believe that for um, community development, you know, um, corporates are not gonna is not gonna do it, you know. Um, big business is not gonna do it. It is gonna do. The, the the financial input, which is gonna which which is a big part of you know poverty is because there's a shortage a certain part of poverty is because there's a shortage of finances, and I believe that the the change will be from small entrepreneurship you know, anything good starts small, um, but from inter- entrepreneurship and how and the question for today is. How do we develop an entrepreneur? Because my belief is entrepreneurs get developed at 10 years old, not at 30 years old. You know, it is something that happens in your heart that makes you think about things like that. And that is my question for today. How does a young person take the authority, take the dominion, serious? And 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 Peter, that's why it ties in with what what the message you sent me, because it's not it's not authority per se, it is um, uh, uh, influence. Influence. Thank you, Peter. Um, and and what's the difference? Yeah, what is the difference between influence and authority? Um, but how do we get? How do we motivate? How do we um, get? the young people enthusiastic about this. And I just want to add one more thing. You know, I see on the Time to Rise beautiful videos of young people that's excited about the art and all those things, and that is fantastic. But we live in a country where the wealth is under the ground. Yeah. We need to mine. We need to work. Um, it's, it's an instruction, the dominion over the, the the plants and the fields. So, you know, uh, mining... Agriculture; those are the things that is going to be the 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 core of the business. Yeah. 
um, we need to develop a lot of technical um, entrepreneurs as well. So that's just my thought. Uh, Peter, if, I don't, if you don't mind, can I ask you to just share with us what you, what you sent me? Uh, <clears throat> sure, I'll do that. Um, community transformation. If we look at the faces on the screen, they are very varied and our backgrounds and our purposes are varied. But what unites us, one thing in common, is Christ. It's because we are Christians, disciples. Now, having said that, community transformation is about Christians. <clears throat> community transformation is about Christians. Let that sink in. It's about Christians in church, in business, in government, local and national, in education, and in media slash entertainment, having real influence and giving God a face in their part of the community, like Joseph did with Pharaoh and like Daniel did with Nebuchadnezzar. They represent God. They bring wisdom they bring character, core values, and they bring spiritual awareness. They are ambassadors of grace and exercise influence, not authority. God places these men and women in positions of influence so that they will interact with other God-placed people of influence. Jesus gives them grace and a love for the community. And the Holy Spirit gives them wisdom and the right words to say. And that's, uh, that's pretty much what I sent you. And I have a last one I want to add. Until... <clears throat> Until the pain of seeing the community unchanged, until that pain becomes more than the fear of moving out of your comfort zone, nothing will change. Yeah. Amen. That's for sure. <clears throat> so so uh, just like a rugby game, I think the ball is now being kicked in, into the game. And... Uh, and um, we can get into it. So, guys, please put your hands up if you've got something that you that you want to communicate. And um, Peter, you brought an interesting part of it. Um, Atman, you deal with the, a lot of the pain of of and the consequences of our communities that is broken. Um, so, I would, I would like to hear what your what your thoughts on on that is. Um, Aloysius, you deal with your with your um, community. Um, what are we doing? What are we doing in the communities to um, to develop uh, and 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 uh, reduce this pain part? Uh, and and then I'm going to also ask it, Umbeno. Just think about it a little bit, if you don't mind. You know, Umbeno is a is an industrial guy, engineering guy. Um, so Umbeno, maybe some thoughts from your side. How can we um, get this 
get this instilled in the youngsters' hearts to, to, and, I, and we all still youngsters. I just want to say, I just want to add that. Um, Freak looks like a young, twenty-year-old uh, uh, rugby player with his jersey on at the moment, and uh, uh, I think, you know, tongue in the cheek, Freak, the we must realize that the game for us is actually beginning now. You know, um, the 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 change in South Africa is beginning now. Uh, there's no there's no place for old men here. So um, so, but luckily we're all still youngsters. So there's no there's no uh, um, no problems there. Uh, Chris, also in your areas, maybe what you guys are doing to 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 develop some some um, entrepreneurship. How do we get the people into it? Pira, see, got your hand up. Just before, just to kick it off, the community is watching us, and when they see this, includes the youngsters, when they see. The church being a blessing to the community and not with a hidden agenda, but out of the love of Christ. When they see that, their hearts will turn. And so those who are already placed in influence, like yourself, uh, whoever, when we start to do what's at our hand for the community, the young people in the community will see that. And plumbers talk to plumbers, electricians <coughs> talk to electricians, and so uh, we will draw those that are similar to us. And you can't help every young person, but you can help the one that God puts in front of you. And so we're back to that. We don't bite off more than what we can chew. So even even feeding the poor is entrepreneurial. It's risk taking. It's at a cost. Well, absolutely. Thanks, I mean, it 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 brings that dominion for me in my heart. You know that word dominion means you take charge of what is around you. Yeah, you know, and um. And you say, right, I am going to do this, which means as soon as you say to yourself, I am going to do this, then you are taking charge of a situation. My, my concern, not my fear, my concern is in the area that I'm moving, my field of operation, there is very few, maybe it's a difficult area. You know, the engineering area is a little bit of a difficult thing to enter just with, um, you know, uh, it's not like uh, making... Um, uh, uh, pop and sows next to the road. You know, it's a little bit more tricky, but that's what needs to happen. Uh, Chris, uh, I would love to hear your contribution, please. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Um, I was um, working for Telco most of my life, and um, at the very late stage of my life, I was retrenched. I got the opportunity to build out a business, and my brother gave me the opportunity. It was basically a bankrupt business. And, um, you know, every month we had to trust the Lord just to start. We had to trust the Lord for between 200 and 250,000 Rand a month. That is my um, rentals of uh, the places that we rent because we were self-catering apartments. And um, uh, every month we prayed and said, well, Father, there's our situation. 
And um, we started, um, you know, just trusting the Lord. And, you know, this is why it is so important that we need to, um, even in uh, in the communities, people need to uh, be discipled. And also um, people need to uh, accept the Lord as their personal Savior. Because I always use it the X factor. I mean, I knew nothing about business. I thought, man, I'm going to be making money. And it's going to be easy ride. But it's not an easy ride. There's uh, times that it is very, very difficult. And you have to trust the Lord. And that's where the X factor, the Holy Spirit factor comes in. I can tell you, I can write a book of how the Lord provided for us. I mean, there was times that in the beginning that I drove from the complex and I thought, you know, where is the business going to come from? And then I suddenly remember just a small example how the Lord led me, how he gave me the business and how I started working it. And then I drove back. I forgot something at the complex where we were having the business. And there a guy was standing. Um, He was from, um, uh, I can't remember, it was this parcel company. And he was standing outside the gate. He said, don't you know somebody that can give us accommodation? You know, I forgot something, but the Lord sent me back. And then the guy was standing. I mean, we our busy season was from, um, you know, December till about April. And then May month comes smack bang. There was nothing. And um, I can still remember the one day um, Charmaine was working for us. She was doing the admin. And um, my wife and myself said, well, there's nothing uh, business coming in. We, we've got an empty cal- calendar. We had between 12 and 19 apartments that we had to fill up every month. And I said, well, let's just go to a movie and, uh, you know, go and relax. I came back and Charmaine said to me, Chris, look on your calendar. What happened? It was fully booked. Telcom booked us out. You know, and so I can tell about testimony after testimony. Um, that is, that's why it's so important that we need to tell the people, give them hope, and that is Christ. Lead them to the Lord and disciple the people. And, and, and entrepreneurship is discipling. I can remember years ago uh, working for um, government departments. And I'm, and I'm not saying Jewish people mustn't get involved with government departments, but you hardly ever saw a Jew working for government. Never. There was one or two of them. What did the Jew do? They called it Lubinsky and Sons. They started a lawyer's firm, and they built it out. And that's why the scripture says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Not for his children, for his children's children. We should be developing a community, a country, where people will be leaving an inheritance for their children's children, where they will grow up in business. Um, They don't have to go and look for jobs. The job has already been created for them. So, yeah, um, we're living in exciting times. And I believe with uh, time to rise and uh, the atmospheres that's going to be cleared, uh, believing for a new government, there's going to come hope uh, to the people. And from there, we're going to really start building our communities because people, they, they're looking for somebody to do something for them where they should be doing something for themselves. Um, 
But uh, there's going to come a time where where people are going to say, listen, um, let's help these people. Let's disciple them. Uh, the ground is, uh, is ready for um, real entrepreneurship. Uh, and I'm not saying that um, – we mustn't do it now. Now's the time to do it. But I'm just saying, as we develop in the future, um, we're going to really see um, uh, uh, entrepreneurs coming to the forefront. So, yeah, um, I'm busy with, um, um, you know, with with our area. They asked me to become the, the leader for the Overberg. So we call it um, Community Action teams, we call it the CATS. We're the CATS, C-A-T, Community Action Teams. So the CATS are ready for action. Okay, that's from my <laughs> side. Got very dexterity. Awesome, Chris. It, it, it is it is so true. You know, that, uh, Friek, I don't know if you remember when we started uh, Transformation Table, we had a couple of talks, quite a, quite, quite a few intense um, chats about um, entrepreneurship. And um, and one of our friends, uh, Willem, made the comment, and, 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 and it still sticks to me. The, the one, one guy asked the question, where do I get the time to do all this work? And Willem laughed and he said, Mutaiki, get up earlier in the morning. You know? and, and, and Chris, that's exactly what you said now. You know? Get up early in the morning and, 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 and get instructions. I, cannot, I can also write a book about how many times we thought we, things are not lacquer. You know? And um, you know, it was, it's a bit of a joke in our house. Me and my wife also work together. And, and uh, one morning my, my wife said, said to me, can you please pray that we don't get so much business? Yeah. And um, I said, yeah, it's like, it's like praying not to, for it not to rain. I cannot do that. Sorry. Um, but, uh, and I'm not, you know, we must be very careful because it could be a difficult discussion to have because otherwise it could sound like you're bragging and that is not the intention here. You know, it is a case of uh, we need to share this information that if you want to, if you want to get things done, Hook up in the morning early, plug in, you know, with the source of wisdom and um, knowing what what needs to happen. Absolutely, that is that is such a critical part. Uh, Aloysius, I see you had your hand up. Uh, are you still uh, Are you still uh, wanting to contribute? Uh, Menzo, yes. Good morning. Um, just some heads up. Uh, we 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 will need the older people for wisdom and guidance. Yes, and the young army will go forth for the soldiers of the Lord. Um, yesterday, I had an interesting meeting with Public Works, which was very early in the morning. And and I found out uh, in that meeting that our young business people and entrepreneurs had a big problem with banks to finance them. Yet, when you get a certificate to do uh, government uh, contracts or work, you, the certificate actually says the job or the tender is worth 5 million rand, and then the bank sort of could give a loan to the person of up to a million rand or something like that to that effect. So I was very concerned in that meeting that the the young people are really trying to make ends meet and that can do things because uh, we have more young people in business now than older people that the banks do not finance them. So I'm glad from our side it's time to rise South Africa. We are we will be having our own banking system eventually. 
and then we can look at ours, our sons to go into business. Then later in the morning, I had another work with, uh, a meeting with Department of Home Affairs or, or Human Settlements. Human Settlements, actually. And my greatest concern there was that the housing projects that are taking place in South Africa. Did you guys know that when, when, when data is being compiled by these local municipalities or departments, they actually do not populate the information to such an extent that human settlements sees a need for housing in South Africa. Which means that the young lady that was in the meeting said she's got piles and piles and piles of forms of applications that hasn't been processed because their department doesn't give her a computer to, to capture uh, the data. Now, I know uh, divorces are high because we have family staying with the in-laws. We have family staying with brothers and sisters, and that's causing a problem. And I know this for a fact because we are dealing with these issues every day in our communities. On Monday, we will be handing out food parcels and bribe packs to some community members through one of our sponsors. And uh, my wife is busy now trying to get a couple of youths into to rehabilitation programs. Um, our government here in the Eastern Cape has closed almost all the drug rehabilitation facilities, citing that they don't have nurses. But yet, there is a facility in Queenstown called Tomani Hospital, and the nurses here are refusing to work because when we take patients to the facility for help, they will uh, 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 tell us there's no beds or place, but we know that the, the whole hospital is actually empty. So we could have easy 2,000 beds in the facility and and they are using 100 beds because they just refuse to work. So we, we need to change the mentality and must actually pray fervently that, that those that are in these strategic positions, that God must just remove them. And God has got a way of removing people from places. I mean, I was in a, I was in a successful business with uh, working as a consultant in, in, in business systems. And, and God removed me from that business. And, and I was unemployed for most of seven years that some nights when we went to bed, there was no food in our house for our children to eat. And somebody would come knock it on our door nine o'clock at night and bring a plate of food so that my children could eat. So from being a very successful business person to a person that could not find any job in the whole of South Africa with my credentials. But sitting here this morning, I realized that this was all God's plan. Even though it, even though the suffering was for a little while, I counted joy today. Because I did not suffer to such an extent that that everything collapsed around me. I still had to hold my family up. But uh, we are working to, towards a, a better community, a sustainable community. And at the end of the day, uh, we should not look unto government or institutions to help us. But we ought to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Manzo. Aloysius, don't go away yet. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you 100%. Uh, government is not going to fix this. Um, the, the, it must come from within. Um, but I just want to quickly ask you, do you see small business developing in in the in the in the informal settlement areas? Do you is that I you see my problem is uh, is I don't move in that areas. You you move there, 
Um, do you see things like that happening? Menzo, yes. Um, and and it's mainly mainly like your, your small traders now. It's your vegetable stands, your fruit stands, hair salons, and things like that. But but Aloysius Alexander also has a problem to such an extent that we need to get people to move out of these container businesses into proper businesses so that we can grow them. Uh, I always, when I speak in, in these meetings, like yesterday we had this issue of informal traders. Yes, they are the heartbeat of, of uh, the economy because a, a fruit and veggie stand person goes to the market and buy 10 boxes of, of, of fruit and vegetables to go sell in the morning. Now, if you have 20 of those, you, you have a good flow of fruit and veggies in that in that segment. Um, but I would still want to see them get into proper proper uh, uh, um, type of, of, of mall settings, like at the texture and let's build something proper instead of have containers or zinc structures. I know it's informal, but we need to also change the directive and, and the mindset of, of how our businesses should operate. In the so-called colored community where I live, there is almost no uh, 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 entrepreneurs. There's almost no informal trading rank in the taxi rent area and the mall area, which is in town. So we also need, like in 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 the biggest cities in your communal areas, you you have a small mall setting, small shopping complex. Now we don't have that in Queenstown. So everything happens around town. We we do not have your 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 boy that can cut hair on the corner here in, in, in our suburbs. So there's absolutely no development in, in Queenstown in that segment. Uh, I hope that makes sense, Manzo. Thank you. Yeah, so I've got one more question and, and I see lots of hands up. So please forgive me, guys. Do we see any other small business developing other than um, trading in uh, little bits of food um, a little bit of personal services like hairdressers and, and stuff like that. Do you see anything? Have you seen something that really you walk past and said, yo, that's clever. You know, um, this guy's doing something cool. Nope, nothing. Yeah, that is the part that worries me. You know, um, yeah. it is great. It is great that the guys are going out there and selling a couple of oranges and apples and, and we support our, our uh, local person that makes pop and flace um, at the corner um, um, but uh, yo, Umbeno, I'm just wondering where's the where's the where's the guy uh, Yaku? You guys in your area, you you produce um, uh, 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 if I remember a uh, 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 feed for animals. You know, where's where's the entrepreneurs on on, on the smaller smaller scale of things? You know, um, we have decided. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes. Sir, interesting point. Um, me and my wife had decided that the dog food that we buy for our for our uh, Alsatian, she's not enjoying it, and it, I'm not sure how good it is. So we started making, um, you know, our own dog food for 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 our, for our, um, our protector, our puppy, and um, and it brought a whole bunch of questions to my mind. This must be some. This could be a business, you know, because when we started doing the the the, the research, we realized. You can actually do it for a really good price. You can do really make some good food. Then 
Um, yeah, long story. I don't want to go too far. Uh, so I've got lots of hands up. I can't remember who was first. Uh, uh, Atman, were you first? And then Peter and then Chris, am I right? Then Friak, then Umbeno. Okay, sorry, guys. Okay, Atman, so you first. Hi, morning, guys. Oh, yes, ladies also. Sorry. Uh, can you hear me properly now? Yep. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. Um, for me, it was a challenge here in our communities. I don't want to tell you about our communities. Most of you know exactly how things are going here in the Cape Flats. And for me, it was like, oh, I get to nothing. I get to nothing. What I'm going to do? And things are starting to happen now because of our faith and I started because of Menzo mentioned it because of the hurt and the pain of the people they let them stuck they cannot stay for long in a job they don't even start entrepreneurship or something because they are so hurt and angry for the things that happened to them in the past so I really equipped myself to start to help this, this kind of people. But now we needed a place where we can train them. And a sister here in my area, she built a classroom because she wanted to start doing home-based care. But the guys who did the job, they messed up the floor, they messed up the ceiling. And I was sitting and just thinking, she showed me the place. And I thought about what I'm doing here at the rehab. And Coach Selno, Coach Friak, and all the others that I invite there to my program at the Men's Arc, that normally I allow them to introduce themselves to the guest and tell them why they are, are there and then they will tell them uh, I'm here for this kind of drugs or for this, coming out of prison, don't have a place to stay and all these other sad stories and then I tell them please tell these people um, where are you coming from what job you can do and, and that kind of things and then you will discover you are boilermakers here are school principals. Here are people with skills. So I thought last week, no, I'm going to go to the pastor there and ask him, can't I use these boys' skills to come and finish this classroom? Eventually, the sister got sick and we couldn't do it. But then things started to happen. An apostle of a church, he said, hey, man, while you are busy building this classroom, you can come and start here at my church building. And Monday and Tuesday, I did the first sessions there with a group of people. And I am just excited because now people are going home. They want now to bring their whole family into this thing to get healed. And from there now we can roll out, roll out work for a living and stuff from out that same building, helping these people develop their skills. And I am just excited. So sometimes we sit and we 
we we don't realize actually what we have around us within ourselves and what can happen if we just believe thank you boys sure um Atman, absolutely you know I, 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 sometimes i think to myself what would i do if one morning i wake up and i have nothing and i'm talking about nothing you know do i have the money to get together a broom. You know, I think one can start a business with a broom or a rake. You, know, um, you don't need to borrow money from a bank. I think one can start really small. And I think that's where, that's where a big part of the problem. Don't underestimate the small beginning, the small start. You know, Enthusiasm and a small start is all you need. That's all you need. Uh, who was the... Um, uh, Peter, was it you uh, that was yeah. that you had? Your, okay. Yeah. Um, Aloysius' point, now he needs to get those guys into bigger premises so he can grow their business. They can grow their business. Um, the bottom line of this, this interaction is the five players, the community pillars, networking, the Christians within each pillar, hearing from the Holy Spirit, moving towards. There must be Christian businessmen that can, and somebody's got a, um, a storage unit that's not being used or whatever, you know, and so we start to bring it. Um, <clears throat> we mustn't lose sight that this thing has to happen um, across the board with all the five players. Somebody said, I think uh, uh, Atman spoke a while ago about going to the schools and using some of their property to grow vegetables. And then some of the farmers or business guys could get seeds. And so they start to network. And that's what it's all about. The, um, <clears throat> the, the whole arc concept of God is that all the players are in this thing together. There's no spectators. Everybody on board is employed. Um, the second point, um, how do we get them involved? We have lost the the art of apprenticeship. Yes. And apprenticeship comes at a cost. And so for us, it's for, for those business players, it's going to say, listen, come here. I'm going to teach you how, the, and I'm going to help you to help you. Uh, but you've got to help you. You know, so the apprenticeship, the last point, and I'm sorry for taking up this time. One of the, one of the biggest businessmen I've ever met is a guy called Eric Tokno. He's a man who bought Wimpy and Golden Egg and all those things into South Africa. Now, he is in Hillcrest, and they have got a huge human settlement outside of Hillcrest. And all of us and he and a couple of his influences went into the, into the village. They got the, um, the, the go-ahead from the political headman in the area, and then they started to call meetings. And they said, right, uh, People in the settlement, what have you got in your hand? 
and guys came forward. And this one said, well, I've got a trailer. That one said, I have a gift. I can sell ice to a snowman. Uh, that one said, I can organize transport of any size. And so it went on. Then he found a woman that uh, all she could do was sew these black rugby shorts. That's all she could do. But she didn't have a sewing machine and she didn't have cotton and she didn't have material. So that's where Eric left the meeting and he went. He went to game. Uh, Ilkris being a Natal uh, KwaZulu area. He went to game. Game said, listen, we will sponsor that woman with X amount of machines and material so that she trains up 10 others like herself. And then we want you to get the guy who can organize transport uh, and the guy that can sell, and let's get them together. And uh, Game said, we will buy as many black shorts as you can make and deliver. And if you go now to Hillcrest, to that settlement, it's not a human settlement, man. It's a thriving city. And it starts like that. So the networking is critical to us. Thanks for the time, Chad. Mm. Peter, exactly. Why is it that the clothes that we're wearing, if you, if every one of us in this group and everybody listening to the podcast, take your shirt or your underpants or what you're wearing and see where that was made. That was not made in South Africa. I bet you there is a very good chance it was not made in this country. How difficult is it to make uh, clothes? How difficult? I've made clothes myself. My mom taught me how to use a sewing machine when I was young. You know, my brother was a fashion designer. He made beautiful clothes. It is a skill set that you need hands for. And we all wear clothes. I've not very, very, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody walk around in the street naked. Everybody's wearing clothes. Why are we bringing our clothes in from China? It's madness. Freak, you had your hand up. <clears throat> Sorry, I get very upset about this. Why is it why is it that we are giving those jobs away? Yeah, yeah. And so I think Chris was before me. Chris, you can go. Okay, sorry. My apologies. No problem. Um you know what what I think we need a team of tutors to go into the communities and to teach them basic business principles and to show them how to be an entrepreneur. You know, things like um, basic stuff when, when I was in business is um, every month I drew a salary. So um, I didn't take my profits and ate all my profits. Uh, if you don't have seed left, you know, the need in our communities are so big. So somebody starting a business He's making a bit of money. He eats all his seed where he should be putting some of the seed aside. And um, that's how we worked. We we drew a salary every month. And then after auditing, uh, dividends were paid out. And those dividends I didn't even use. I pushed it back into my bonds and, um, you know, paid off stuff. And um, people need to be taught these things because they don't know. This is, this is simple, basic business 
principles that needs to be taught. Now, I've been trying to get work for a living here in Khanspai. It's been a process and it's still difficult. But why must we wait for work for a living? We've got many people that were successful entrepreneurs, business people that are retired. We need to draw from that source and get them involved with the community, put up a course. These people that know how finance work, people that know how to start a business, and you can you can start a whole thing within your community and start building this thing out. And then uh, people need, obviously, the skills. If you want to become a plumber, you need to go to um, learn the technical side of being a plumber. But I think there's so much hopelessness, and nobody's teaching anybody anything. Um, and and um, this is this is what makes this time to rise such amazing, because now we are going to be working together. We are taking hands. We are saying, listen, we must do something uh, in our communities. Teach the people. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sitting here in Khanspai. I've got a lot of time on my hand. Um, I'm well established. We've got a business. We've got a self catering uh, place, but I've got time to invest into the community. And that we have to start awakening this. Um, there's people sitting here that has been lawyers. They've been, they had their own business and they're just sitting they're just waiting for something to happen and maybe money is going to come. Some of them are falling into depression because there's, um, they, they're not doing anything. So this is important. We need to get a team of tutors um, and go into the communities and teach them the basic skills of business. That's just from my side. Mm. Okay. Chris, that's a beautiful. You, you just opened up in my, something in my mind here. You know, we need a development team, a roadshow, you know, a truck with a a little plumber shop in it, a little electrical sh- uh, shop. You know, remember, I'm technical, so so that's where the way my mind goes. Uh, a little uh, lathe. I can tell you if somebody will be able to use a lathe safely and produce something that's u- useful in 20 minutes. Mm. There is something about the way your mind and your hands work. I can tell you in 20 minutes if you are going to be able to do a certain practical or technical thing and, and Peter you put a beautiful thing down uh, um, the gift of apprenticeship you know is that is that the word you used a gift of apprentice the gift of apprenticeship it is a gift one forgets that apprenticeship is a gift it's not a nuisance it's not a um, I remember being the older guy in a little in a, in, a, in a training session not so long ago and there was a young very bright guy. And we were talking about, I was telling them about apprenticeships. You know, apprenticeships 30 years ago, um, uh, Chris, you might remember being apprentice at, uh, at, at Telcom. The old guys bullied you. You know, you got, you had to make the coffee. You had to do lots of things that was unpleasant. But that's how they get, got you into, into it. And this guy was selling telling us the story that the 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 older guys were were um, forcing him to make coffee and 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 and, and um uh, you know they would send him around to do things um you know nonsense things and he said and he went to management and he stopped it and i said young man you stopped your gift of apprenticeship you stopped those guys old those old guys 
teaching you. You have destroyed yourself. You have not gained anything. You have damaged yourself. You know? and, um, and, um, and, and Peter, you said it. The gift of apprenticeship comes at a cost. Mm. Yeah. But that word, gift of apprenticeship, is a strong word. Freak. Yes, Go ahead, please. I mean, no, um, yes, I, I, I was driving a few years ago. We stayed in Pretoria one day, and there was a, a, there's a Christian radio station, Impact Radio. And an ad came on saying these words, your vision is our passion. And immediately I was thinking, well, Father God, what is your vision that we can be passionate about your vision? And not with any hesitation, I think it was like it just came straight to me, Christ. It was just Christ came to me. Uh, Father, what is your vision? What do you want to see in us as your children, your church, your body? And it, it, it was straightforward, Christ. I want to see Christ in you, the fullness of the man, Christ. And, and, and that's why the fivefold ministry is there, too. To give us a backbone, to give it, to help us to become of, of service, uh, and and to be built up in our faith. And I was uh, I saw a, a, a video yesterday on, on on Facebook, and I just want to show you a short clip of this of a little boy. His name is Luan. Um, it was just before the Springboks played against the All Blacks on Twi Twickenham, and. Uh, I hope it's going to work. Just give me a sec. Just hear uh, this guy speaking to this boy and the response from this boy. See, look at his eyes and just see what he's passionate about. Mood Luan. Was he excited? We speak more. Um, Boris from New Zealand, Dutch in Africa. Alright, can you respond? Yeah. We're going to talk about the All Blacks. This is Stata. Okay. The Stata is the Groot and the Marx. And the Hacker? The Hacker is the Rikos. And the Flanke? And the Flanke? Sankai and... Jacobs. Dan and in the fleels? Fleels is Macazole and Orange. Okay, and on the Lachter Mora? Lachter is Philips. Okay, look. Just hear this young age and how he knows the players. Passionate. I think we must go back to the SA Rappi board and maybe ask these guys how did you do the development? How did you get it right? to get a sport that was not so favorable under everybody and in, all, all, in all the communities. How did you get it? How did you do it? And if you hear how they, how, how they uh, uh, did development, uh, bring awareness of the game. Um, Atman can tell you, when I go to a school and I sit with a rugby ball, the boys, even the girls, but especially the boys, their attention is on me. 
They are watching this ball. If I minister, how I minister, holding the ball in the one hand, you can see them um, saying to each other, look at this guy, he's holding the ball in one hand, you know. Uh, but they are, they're already there and they are, they are passionate about this. If you see people, I think it was last weekend I saw somewhere, a guy put up a, 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 a big screen on his garage wall. And the people in the community came and sat there with chairs watching the game, um, people getting together. So uh, coming back to what you've said, and just to want to confirm it, is um, you guys in the business uh, need to, to give it back, so back into the communities. Um, I remember when I was in primary school, we used to go to uh, businesses and they showed us how do you do this and that. And you can hear in the bus or afterwards guys saying, yo, I want to do this one day. I want to do this one day. You know, is there a lot of our young people still want to become a policeman? Uh, is it really something that they want to do? Um, so really, if you see these youngsters, and there's no race anymore, Kulisi, Kirtley Ambrose, they know their names, Mampimpi, they, it's their role models, it's their heroes. So if we can get passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ again as his children, as his body, wherever we go and raise him up uh, after Fiji won against Australia, the first thing that that captain said in front of the whole world watching, I want to give glory to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was amazing. So we need to actually go and learn from the world. How did they do this? How did they get this right? Getting something that was not loved by everybody to a place where it's so people are, youngsters are so passionate about this sport. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Or with us. Thank you, Freak. Uh, Umbeno, I, I see you had your hand up. I, I hope you still want to contrib contribute this morning. Um, the, the voice of the engineers has to be heard more often, I think. Freak, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, if I understand you correctly, uh, what you want me to do is from an engineering perspective, uh, just talk about entrepreneurship. I jotted down a few points. Uh, and to me, uh, entrepreneurship starts with the youth. Uh, many of you have already mentioned that. I have yet to meet, to meet uh, somebody, especially at the high school level, a child, a student, a scholar, that doesn't have a passion already for one or two, as sometimes three things that they would like to become one day. It is now the opportunity of identifying that passion or that direction in their life where they want to go and give them the tools and the education of how to become them. What we have to understand, however, is that not everybody are entrepreneurs. There are people that will be followers like scientists or researchers. And I want to give this example. Some years ago, uh, we as a management team in Armscore decided to identify uh, managers and individuals that would prefer to stay on their specific task 
specially engineering task. And there were a number of people that said, don't bother me with management issues. I want to sit behind a microscope. I want to sit behind my machine. I want to do a scientific job and leave me alone. So not everybody wants to be entrepreneurs. However, they want to be successful in their jobs. Uh, Once that's done, we need to be educated. And I think that's where the role where we have to come. All my children became entrepreneurs. uh, And it came through a a lot of uh, motivation, a lot of exposure to different disciplines in engineering or not only engineering, all fields of life so that they are exposed to these areas in which they think they have uh, a passion for and go and see what it's like. Uh, and, And every one of them identified an area in which they want to specialize. And today I can proudly sit back and say, all my children are entrepreneurs. There's not one of them that's working for a salary. Uh, a salary, yes, which they pay for themselves, but they are all entrepreneurs. They run their own businesses. So it comes through education. And uh, uh, another aspect of education is all fine and well to identify and say, I want to be- become a plumber. But if you don't have the training uh, and we, we spoke about uh, apprenticeship, but it, it's not necessarily apprenticeship. It's experience of being or working with a guru, working with a master, working with a, a, a father, a, a, a leader that's a, a plumber, so that he can gain the experience of one day being able to do it himself. So... Once that passion has been identified, it immediately goes with education, training, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and that needs to be done. Otherwise, the person will not be able to do the job. The engineering field makes available such a huge part, a huge, a large variety of jobs in which you can excel. And I want to disagree a little bit that there are industries that uh, have not developed. I want to take the building industry. If you analyze how a building is erected, uh, it's got to go through, first of all, an evaluation study. It's got to go through a process of rezoning and qualifying to be able to build that that building. Those disciplines are all catered for by town planners and uh, uh, industrial engineers that will do an evaluation or feasibility study. Then comes the groundwork. And the groundwork is usually subcontracted to somebody that understands how to move ground about and dig foundations. Then we come to the foundation. There's usually specialists that's doing foundations. Then we come to uh, the actual erection of the walls and the building, uh, plastering, plumbing, electricians, and so on and so forth. I, I can just carry on and on. And all of these disciplines in engineering have 
got people that already uh, subcontract. All you have to do is drive through the road and you'll see all the trucks and the buckies uh, going past you with names on, uh, uh, with electrician's name, plumber's name, and so on and so forth. So that's an industry that can lead with example of how things can be done. The issue here is is that there's got to be passion. And once the education has been done, once you've got the passion, and once you've been led by God of this is what I want to do, you are correct, Menzo. You need money. But money doesn't necessarily just come from the bank. You need assistance. I'd rather call it assistance. And networking is just one of them. So one of the things that you have to do then is go out there and go and find help, people that are prepared to help you. The problem with what we are facing with, and I have to get to that, is that there are some groups in our community that are not entrepreneurial orientated. They have to be educated first, and a lot of motivation work needs to be done about that. I think uh, Atman has already uh, uh, pointed that out, that in certain communities, there is just nothing. And and that's one of our problems. So we must be careful here that it's not only a certain group. And I hope that I don't get in trouble with, with this, but we don't we can't just concentrate on the white group. The white people and the white children are easy to motivate. It's the other groups. It's the black people, the coloreds, and the Indians. The Indians are uh, far ahead with entrepreneurship. But all I'm trying to say is not all groups can be treated the same. Some of them, through cultural and through history, have not been taught to be these entrepreneurs. They would rather stand on a corner and beg for money. So that's one of our challenges, and that's one of the things where I think Time to Rise can play a huge part in motivating those groups to embrace all these issues that I'm talking about and deciding to become entrepreneurs. Because once you've got an entrepreneur, there's automatically, usually, about 10 people that will follow. And then we've already got a winning game. Thank you, Menzo. Sure. Thank you, Mbeno. Words of wisdom. Uh, spoken like a young man. Um <laughs> Umbeno, yes, absolutely. And, and and I think the important thing that you're actually saying, Umbeno, is that it is not that the, the other groups are uh, uh, you know, not capable of, of picking up entrepreneurship. It is the case of you sit around the table as a youngster and um and you know Sunday lunch or Monday morning breakfast. We discuss these things. You know, uh, Umbeno, you're talking about your your, your kids are all entrepreneurs. Um, my first couple of minutes of my day in the morning when I get to work is I have to um, uh, just pay attention to my son because between uh, yesterday's uh, finishing work and the next morning, he's already um, had so many plans about what we should do with the business um, because that is what his mind is doing at night, you know. 
Um, but it's because we discuss these things. You know, you, you, you have to be able to, you have to be surrounded by people that discuss these things. Your, your grandfather, your uncle, your, 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 um, your, your mother's uh, uh, sister, you know, whoever has got interesting things that they, they talk about influences you in a certain way to think uh, differently or think in a certain direction. Um, you know, one of the most successful entrepreneurs that I know is, is, is my niece. She's got a hairdressing salon. She makes a lot of money, you know, and they love it. She, she's passionate about it. She enjoys what she does and she's very good at it. You know, so, um, you know, we're talking about, uh, uh, um, uh, plumbers. I met, uh, uh, we were talking about it last night. Um, a plumber that has got five holiday homes, you know, so it is easy to, to, to look down on a plumber. Um, uh, but, uh, yo, I know plumbers that's very successful, not only financially, but also, um, business wise, very successful and happy with what they're doing. So don't, um, and I think that is one of the challenges that we've got. Um, our society, if a man wears an overall, they look, uh, look down on him. And if a man wears, wears a tie, He's the, he's the big man. But it's a massive mistake to make. I, I know lots of men that wear overall during the day that does very well for themselves. And I'm not only talking money. You know, I'm not talking financially. You know, I'm talking about um, joy in what he's doing, happy or at least teaching the people around him. A guy that enjoys what he's doing teaches the people around him automatically. It happens. It is almost... Um, can I be naughty and say it's like a disease? You know, you it's like a it's like a virus. You pick it up if you're around a guy that is enjoys what he's doing. You know, um, because you see his happiness, you want some of it, and you learn from it. It is it is how it works. So, uh, absolutely, it is it is the exposure you have, and 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 Chris, that's why your um, your idea of the roadshow or the uh, um, you know teaching. Show, uh, letting the youngsters have exposure to to something that they're not um, familiar with, you know, um, is 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 where we can get the uh, create the passion for for doing this. Uh, Chris, you've got your hand up. Yes, um, I just want to share something. Um, lastly, um, it was about a year ago we had to install a new gas geyser. So I had this guy, this young chappy coming, he's probably about 20 years old. He's just got his papers now for residential, you know, to for a COC. So because we've got a guest accommodation, it's his commercial, so he hasn't got his papers for it. So he was like really downhearted. So I said to him, listen here, this town is growing. They're just busy building our hospital now. Um, there's people coming from all over the place to uh, build houses in Hansby. I say, listen, you're staying with your parents, undercut everybody. Don't even make profits. Go and hand out flyers. Tell people, listen, I'm around. I want to come and do your gas installation. And just go for it until they come to know you. Then you start lifting yourself. Then you start making your profit. Then you start employing people. But in the beginning, bend over backwards and just just do everything with a passion. There is there's a lack of these installers in this town. We had to get somebody from um, Hermanus to come and uh, do the geyser. 
So um, I'm just saying, so important what has been said, a passion, and see that there is an opportunity. This guy has got an opportunity, and he must take hold of it. Um, it's going to probably take him two or three years of just grinding it, meat grinding it. Um, and then he's going to see um, giving a good uh, service, undercutting everybody. I know a, a friend of mine that came back from, from uh, America. And, um, you know, on the back of his car, he went and started a uh, um, uh, pest control business. He undercut everybody. He went to restaurants. He worked in the evenings. Today he's got about four or five buckies. He doesn't have to work. Everybody's doing the work for him. He just organizes it. So there is ways of doing things, but you have to have a passion for it. Like this guy just started in the back of his car. So I just wanted to say that as well. So there is such a opportunity for our people in this nation to make it in business. But we have to tutor them. We have to get uh, teams of people together that can show them. And we have to let our passion for business um, rub off, like you said, with a virus. It would unsteer clippies. Yeah. I thought I'd just share that. Thank you, Chris. It is, it is, uh, it is that thing, you know. Um, you, you know the famous saying of it's not what you know, it's who you know. It is not true. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who wants to know you. No. If you build yourself a name, if a customer, if you go and see a customer, you have to sell yourself. If a, if a, a customer phones you and say to you, you did this job for a friend of mine, would you do the same for me? You don't have to spend the time to sell yourself. It's already done. Yeah. So you make sure that every job that you do for your for your customer, you do it so that he wants to use you again and that he will pass your name on to the next guy. Then you don't have to spend the money for advertising. You don't have to uh, sell yourself. It's done. It's done. You, know, you just have to go out there and um, take the calls and do the work. You know, um, that's the way to do it. Uh, sorry, I see. I saw uh, uh, Peter. Did you have your hand up? Uh, Flick, did you have your uh, hand just, up? Sorry. Yeah, I did. I just want to make a comment um, about opportunities. They, um, in my sphere of working, they call them strongholds of opportunity. It's a festung. It's yeah. an opportunity to get to to get into the festung. And that's where the mentorship or the fathering is required. Because often, um, you know, you see further if you stand on the shoulders of a giant. That's the way you see. And so guys had already been there. Uh, I just want to take Chris's uh, statement about uh, training somebody up in business. And you were talking about seed and telling them how to not just eat their seed, but what to do with it. Now, that's where the Christian influence, we don't just want to make him a businessman. We want to make him a businessman with Christian core values. So in other words, I will come to him and say, listen, let me show you a more excellent way of working with your seed. Let me teach you to tithe, and let me teach you to get seed into the ground sowing and reaping, you know, 
And so we, we're inculcating biblical values into the community. And then my last point is uh, your roadshow directly to the schools. Mm. You know, I mean, that's there's huge mileage there. Absolutely, Peter. And, and what you're mentioning about the seeding is such an important lesson to learn, you know, because you're, 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 you're seeding back into, I mean, it is a, it is, we can, we can call it a Christian principle, but we have to call it, but it's, 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 it's built into everything. You know, if you, if you're a farmer and you think you're going to harvest this year and the next year you're just going to harvest another crop without, without planting anything, you are a fool. Right, you're definitely not a farmer. You, you have to put the seed in, and I'm. A, it is. It is such a difficult discussion to have. This is a. This is a complicated one. You know, the guys that put the seed in, that put in lots of seed, have huge harvests. Harvests. But how do you tell the people that's that's what you do? Because as soon as you tell the people that that's what you do, you sound like you're showing off. Yeah. It is such a difficult discussion to have, and we need to have it. I don't know. I just don't know how we, you know. I know guys that 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 um, put you know, lots of effort into seeding, and their harvests are phenomenal, but they cannot tell. Like it's difficult to share. How do you how do you do that? So I don't know how we're going to do it, but we need to we need to think of a clever plan to to teach that as well, Peter. Um, Yes, what a what a nice discussion we are having this morning, and it is such an important one that we. Um, I, I just want to say, if it is if the if the young people are asking for our permission, yeah, please guys get into it. You know, um, don't wait for our permission. Get stuck in. We we want to make place for you. You know, as business people, uh, you know, it, it, it concerns me if. If um, a youngster looks at something and they say, sure, we cannot compete with those guys. We cannot get into that game. They've been doing it too long. They got it too good at their game. You know, um, if that was the attitude of a rugby player, he wants to be a springbok, but he says, yo, you know, those guys are too, too strong, too big, and too fast. I can never make the team. Then we're going to have a, a very old team that sits around um, eventually playing rugby in the wheelchairs. There has to be new guys coming in, pushing the limits, pushing the, the envelope, and, and, and making sure that the older guys also perform at their best. You're only as good as your opponent. Yeah, so please, young guys, get into it. Um, it's going to be tough, for sure. It's going to hurt, for sure. It's going to cost you something, for sure. But there will be a reward. Get into it. You know, you've got, you've got us as businessmen, you've got our permission. Get into it. Come take us out. You know, come play against us. We want you to get into the game because it's good for all of us. It's good for me to have a young, young uh, person that, 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 that forces me to, to be competitive. It is healthy for all of us, but get into the game. And if, uh, how does it work? You play a game of rugby, you get tackled. There's a little bit of blood, a little bit of pain. Mm. Are you going to lie? You crawl to the edge and go and cry by your mommy? Or do you get up, dust yourself off, and you get back in the game? That's how it works, boys. Mm. No, you're talking about rugby, not football. 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to say. I wanted to say that for you. Why is rugby becoming so popular? Because it's not as fake. Yeah. And I'm going to be in trouble with the football players. But it's become. <laughs> it's becoming a fake game. The guys sit there and cry, like little girls. You know, when yeah. they don't get hurt. Where the rugby guys dust off and get up. Yeah. No, that's true. Just a uh, last uh, comment from me, yeah. Mensa. Uh, I once pastored a church in an area that was financially not very strong. They had the mink and the manure brigade. There were those that had boats at the vol and houses at the vol, but the, there were those that were just subsistence, and they they tried to farm with rabbits and stuff like that. So we had both sides. And what we – eventually the, the strategy that we got – that helped was I got all of those that needed a financial boost. And we got some of those that have, and we said, right, let's put a kitty together. Cause it's, it takes money to make money. Mm. Say what you like. That's what I've learned. And, um, and even if it's somebody else's money and preferably never use your money, use the bank's money or somebody else's money. But, um, we we had a we had a gathering where the need to haves were there, and we dished out to each one of them fifty rand, and we made them sign in receipt of it, and we said, right, three months from now, you tithe ten percent. I want five rand back, but. Because you want to give it back, not because I'm forcing it. You tithe on that money, and then with the other money, you go and hear from God, what can you do? And three months later, we got together again. And if I had the time, I would tell you what, what happened at that meeting. Because there were some, some aunties, all they could do was make fat cook and go and sell them on the side of the road. But out of that fat cook, they bought more fat cook and more fat cook and more fat. And then they had to put up a second table and then their friend had to come and help. And uh, you see, and uh, so they came back at the end of three months and there was some of them. It's it's absolutely the gelakeness of the talents. Some of them came back and they'd eaten their seed and they had nothing. And I suppose that's always going to be like that we've got so many seconds in the day to the to use how many do we just waste and and any farmer will tell you um you do not eat your best seed you sow your best seed hmm. and uh that's what your harvest is and so some of them came they had done so well out of that little 50 rand and then we repeated it to there were other not-haves and not-haves. And over the period of two or three years, this thing, this place changed. I'm not saying it's perfect because you always got those that that will eat their seed. But uh, in general, the, the whole temperature was lifting and nothing breeds success like success does. And so the word of mouth started. 
you know, you want to attract Springbok followers, well, let the team win. Mm. You want to lose followers, let them lose. That's it. Mm. You know? And in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Amen. And we've got to remember those values. The uh, I want to close with this scripture in John 1, chapter 14. It tells us that Jesus came and dwelt amongst us. Mm. Now, Jesus in your street, Jesus living in your neighborhood, do the people in your street, the company next to you, Mensa, do they know that Jesus lives in your company? Can they come on a Wednesday and uh, listen to Gideon's talk? <laughs> you know? It's Jesus dwelt amongst us, right in our midst. Mm. Thanks, guys. Yeah, if I may, Menzo, um, just add on something. Maybe a big discussion for us to go on with is um, if I have a, a, a church, congregation, and a community, I think we spoke about this, Peter. Um, I can't see how those buildings are standing close in the day, during the day. Are they only there for a Sunday morning and, and, and maybe a Wednesday night, a Friday night youth no. thing? Those no. buildings must help. That's where it must start. We must draw them to, to the church with that and give proper training and, 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 and uh, we yes. must use that building. So if we can yeah. get 24-7. They're doing it. You know, you yeah. heard we, saying, a pastor came and, and said, use my church while you're waiting for correct. the church. And correct. he's already doing, making a difference now there. So we yeah. need to get, especially if you hear the millions of rand people are paying for buildings and putting up these big buildings. Uh, it looks yeah. like shopping centers. <laughs> that place yeah. must work. You know, I'm, uh, uh, God willing, going to start now in Oxford in prison with uh, uh, training the guys up in, in podcasting, how to become a podcaster, uh, 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 creative uh, camera training, because this is my passion. But there's so much... I shared a, a short uh, uh, video on, on Facebook uh, the day before yesterday of a few seconds, a few minutes, ach, not, not even a minute, uh, about a guy who said he went to prison eventually for 15 years for stealing a chicken. <laughs> and yeah. this judge sentenced him. Now, uh, there's a lot of comments around this thing and, and, and rude comments and swearing, but... This is how we're going to draw them in with this type of thing. In not almost two days, it's almost got a, a hundred thousand views. <laughs> a few seconds of this guy's testimony in, in prison, standing in his overall. Um, and people are watching it in their thousands. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we need to get, uh, if you know somebody, Peter, or we know somebody that's already doing it in some out of their church, uh, to, uh, helping the youth and that, how to start your own business, we need to encourage pastors and that to, to start do that. that yeah. they, they have to become community centers. That's it. You see, the church, the church is church-centric. Mm. The church is at the center of the church's world. And the, they need to become community-centric. Yeah. 
The community must become the center. When the community sees that the church is the center, they will come to church. That's true. That's and so, um, uh, and I've done it all my life, is a church without walls. Uh, we did Alcoholics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous. We did St. John's Ambulance. We did uh, uh, SADAC Depression. We did all of those things. Mm. Come and do what you do. Use our building. You know, and uh, we looked for creative things. Who is in our, our area? Jesus in our street. Mm. Uh, we had, then we started to put adult basic education together for the domestics in our area. And then we found that there were a lot of mothers that were unmarried in our area. And so a whole thing grew out of that. And a pregnancy crisis clinic wow. grew out of that. And uh, But, you know, it's just a building. The church is the people. Yeah. And the people have to become community-centric. That's true. If that's it's, the that is the, the huge paradigm shift. Yeah, if it's that is the huge paradigm shift. Yeah, if it's yeah. just the building, close it. Uh, ask yourself yeah. if you've got a church uh, building in a community a congregation. If your doors were closed today and you can't go on with your services, will the community yeah. miss you? Yeah. Well, they if you've got a spirit and say we can't close these doors, we need to keep these doors open. It yeah. doesn't matter how much it costs us. Need to search and search on the inside and say, are we really focused for the people outside? Or is that okay, sir? Outside? Let me push it. To, let me push it to the limit. <laughs> if you've got an extra room in your house, go and pray and ask the Lord to send somebody. That needs to know the love of Jesus. It's comfort zone, you see. Mm. It's comfort zone or community zone. Yeah. The two cannot be together. It's one or the yeah. other. Menzo, maybe let's <laughs> just get on the podcast because we're going to go for hours now. <laughs> this cool. is a big thing. Yeah. A big, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a big subject, and it's an important subject, you know, and and I love the way that uh, uh, Peter uh, uh, summed it up. Church is church centric, but we should become community centric. You know, that is the thing because the wealth in the church needs to be spread, and I'm talking about the wisdom, the skill sets, the know how, the 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 authority, the Influence, and no, that's the, the, influence. the influence. That's the influence. If yes. you come with authority, you're going to pick up fights. Yes. Okay. I hear you. Influence. the The wealth of the influence, the wealth of the wisdom of apprenticeship, right? Because apprenticeship, you quickly think apprenticeship is a is a is a is something that somebody that has got a spanner in his hand. But apprenticeship is everything. Everything. Oh. Journeyman. So, yes, journeyman, yeah. yes, journeyman. absolutely. Journeyman. Yeah. It is such a beautiful word. word. Yeah. Yeah. A journeyman. Yeah. 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 And, and and maybe we should uh, explain that one day. Um, how do you become Christian a journeyman? journeyman. A Christian journeyman. 
If people follow you, will they end up closer to Jesus or further away from him? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> sure. So, yes, thank you very much for the discussion, uh, guys um, and ladies. Um, I think that Super this discussion awesome. needs to be, we need to we need to have this discussion over and over until we until until this everybody has got employment you know employment or employing people you know are you gonna are you gonna buy, buy, be the guy that reads CVs or the guy that makes up a CV um, you know um, but yes thank you very much for the nice discussion and um, we will we will continue this this is not this is this is this is not even the kickoff yet of the discussion. This is just the preparation of what needs to get done. Um, you know, we're not even in the, we're not even in the, in the dressing room yet. We are, we are preparing for what's going to happen. And, 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 and if you follow the trend of what we've been discussing, you know, we had, we had, um, justice, uh, last week and, and you won the week before it is all the same thing, oh. you know, mm. and what are we going to do? What is God going to do to get us out of slavery and poverty? Mm. Yeah. And, and, and remember, we had a long discussion about slavery for a number of weeks, which, um, which needs to end. Uh, Chris, you remember at the, at the 300 meeting, yeah. set my people free. Yeah. Set my people free. You remember that, Chris? That was powerful. I, I, I got goosebumps when I, when I just say this again. Uh, and I remember what what happened in that meeting. When, um, yeah. So thank you very much for this discussion. Thank you for listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business.